Good news. My new book is almost here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth. And while it doesn't officially come out with Sounds True until May 7th, you can pre-order it now. And when you do, you'll receive up to $500 in additional gifts and resources to support you on your healing journey. I wrote this book because in the four-year span between 2016 and 2020, I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked every area of my life, health, relationships, finances, career, social status, and even my very identity. Along the way, I experienced firsthand just how dysfunctional our culture's relationship to loss really is. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success, shackled with isolation, and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and evolution, not only as individuals, but as a species. So this book expands the conversation around grief and loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we cover those too, to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. This includes the end of a relationship or job, death of a loved one, a natural disaster or a war, infertility, abortion, or a financial crisis. Also, when we're going through hard times, we're encouraged at every turn to hurry up and get on with it. But by trying to power through these messier seasons of life, we're denying ourselves the very answers to our healing and growth. Whether you're experiencing hardship right now, or you know that you have past hurts that are holding you back and still need healing, this book will support you. Handbook for the Heartbroken will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. Within the loving pages of this book, you'll have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically, find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. You can download your free chapter now and pre-order the book to receive all those bonuses at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. That's handbookfortheheartbroken.com. I also want to add that pre-ordering the book now is the very best way that you can support me as an author and the health of this book when it enters the world in May. It signals to booksellers to stock the book at that time and in turn, make it available to more people who need it. So thank you for your pre-orders. Thank you for your support. And I look forward to continuing to deepen together in this important conversation over the coming months. This past week, after completing the audio book for Handbook for the Heartbroken, I had a huge aha about the creative process that really deepened my trust in not only the writing process, but also in the entire process of building and creating and running a business. And it was so profound that I wanted to share it with you today. Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential, so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. 
Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. I was planning on talking about something else here today, but I decided to veer away from the plan because of some inspiration that has struck in the past few days. I had a really powerful experience this week, and it was one of those moments, and I I know that you know these moments, or really it was a series of moments when grace broke through the daily routine and the habits of my personality, and a lot came into focus, a lot poured through. And I wanted to share more about that with you again, because I know that you can likely relate to that experience. But before we delve into all of that, I wanted to share a brief reminder that I am leading a New Year's retreat for entrepreneurial women at the Buddhist retreat center called Drala Mountain Center that's here in the mountains of Colorado. It's about two hours north of Boulder, and it's happening from January 4th to 7th. We have a really wonderful circle of women gathering so far, and there's still some spaces available if one of them is yours. Because after the holidays, this can be a really powerful way to deeply recharge, recalibrate your nervous system, connect with your depths. And from there, rather than from some disconnected ideas or shoulds or expectations in your head, you'll get crystal clear on what you are and aren't going to be doing in 2024 to move toward fulfilling not only more of your potential, but also your biggest dreams for the year and for your life. And there I'm excited to share with you my own in-depth year-end review and visioning practices, along with women's yoga, meditation, some internal family systems exercises, coupled with plenty of time for rest and self-care, including walks in the beautiful mountain winter landscape. If you'd like to join us, you can find out more on my website at sarahavonstover.com forward slash offerings. That's sarahavonstover.com forward slash offerings or through the link in the show notes. Okay, so here's what inspired me to change course with what I'm talking about today, or what I was going to be talking about today. Earlier this week, and if you follow me on Instagram, you likely saw this in my post this week and also in my stories over the past couple of weeks, but I finished recording the audiobook for my third book, which is called Handbook for the Heartbroken, and it comes out with Sounds True on May 7th. Hint, save the date. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of wonderful things happening then. And I'm going to be doing some pre-sale specials starting in March. So stay tuned for those as well. I am really excited to share this book with you. And I want to share just some background about how this book came into being because it really speaks to the larger theme that I want to really leave you with as we come to the close of 2023. 
because I think that it's really inspiring and not 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 just specifically about me, but in general about what life is about and what we as human beings are capable of and what, what we're up to here on this planet Earth and in the various businesses and various work that we do. So some of you have heard this story, and I think I shared it on social media when I first announced this book, but the title Handbook for the Heartbroken first came to me in spring of 2016. So that will be, by the time the book comes out, that was eight years prior to the time that the book is coming out. And that title came to me after the initial heartbreak experience that opens the book. And that really started my own extensive heartbreak journey that lasted over five years. My experience with my books, and this being my third book, is that the titles always come to me first. And it's similar with a lot of my programs as well. The title comes to me first. I remember the the title, The Way of the Happy Woman, which was my first book. It came to me in the shower when I was... I think 30 years old, I had just moved to Boulder, Colorado from living in Thailand. And that, that title just came to me. The same with the book of she, I don't remember exactly when the title came through, but, but I know that it did. And when it, when it did, I wasn't totally sure what the book was supposed to be about. I just knew that that's what it was supposed to be called. And the same was true with my third book when the title handbook for the heartbroken came. And at that time in spring of 2016, or actually it may have been the next year, spring 2017, I don't remember. Maybe it was 2016. I reached out to a writing agency to help me get started with writing a proposal because I find that the proposal writing is the hardest part of the process for me. It's, to be honest, I find it pretty, pretty tedious, but it is really important because it helps to make what the book is about super clear both for me and for others. But what happened was that more heartbreaks came and I was kind of derailed from that process, which takes a lot of time and focus and just bandwidth. So that never ended up happening. And after my second book, The Book of She came out, which was in October of 2015, so before that initial heartbreak, I got really clear that my next book, whatever it would be, it was right for me to get an agent because I didn't have an agent for my first two books. I represented myself and that I needed to get a new publisher as well. And there was nothing wrong with my initial publisher. I really enjoyed working with them, but I just got this clear intuitive sense that it wasn't the right home for me and my next book and that it was time to have a new experience. So there I was in 2016, 2017, and even 2018, not making any progress on this book because of all the hardships and setbacks I was experiencing. And in early 2019, when I was still experiencing those setbacks, I think I was just grasping at something to help me feel like not like not such a failure or like 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 my usual self. I was wanting, I was wanting to anchor into kind of how I had known myself to be or who I, who I know deep down myself to be because everything I was experiencing was leading me to feel like a stranger in my own life, a stranger even to myself. 
And so in early 2019, kind of with the momentum of the new year, I vowed to move forward with the book. And what felt like the easiest way to do that, because I was experiencing so many challenges, was to just go back to my original publisher. When, when you go back to your original publisher, you don't need to write a whole proposal. You can just submit a sample chapter or sometimes even just a table of contents. And I, I decided to do that even though it was going against my intuition. So I shared a table of contents. I shared a sample chapter with my former editor at my original publisher. And they met about it and they got back to me and they said that they were going to decline it because they found that books about grief historically didn't sell well. And now I want to say that the book at that time, like that table of contents, that sample chapter were completely different than what the book is now. They were stepping stones to what the book is now, but it was a completely different book than I was pitching. Aside from the name, it was the same name. So again, I was just trying to figure out, I got the name and I was trying to figure out what this book was really supposed to be. And in addition to that, there's a right timing to everything. So I was trying to make something happen that wasn't supposed to happen then, or at least not in that way, at least not at that time. And I got that message loud and clear when, obviously, when my original publisher declined it. And I, as I was continuing to experience a lot of hardships, and even shortly after that time, I decided to dismantle my, my business. I got the, the internal guidance to dismantle my business, to step back from everything. I let the book go and I, I released it. And I believe in what Liz Gilbert maps out in her book, Big Magic. I love that book. And her whole, I believe in her whole philosophy around the creative process and that these books or that whatever creative endeavors we are involved with in our lives, I believe that these are sacred beings that come to us. They kind of tap on our shoulders or sometimes hit us over the head to see if we'd be willing to partner with them to help them come into being and to find their fullest expression. And in the process, they also support us to come into more of our fuller expression. So one quote from Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, that I love is this, pure creativity is something better than a necessity. It's a gift. It's the frosting. Our creativity is a wild and unexpected bonus from the universe. And I really did feel like this book and like all of my books have been gifts from God, from the universe. But since I didn't seem like I was in a place to receive that gift and to help that gift come into its right expression, I let it go. Two years later, in January of 2021, the book had not left me. It was still orbiting me. It hadn't left even though I had asked it to or invited it to. And so I really, I trusted that. And I also saw that I was in a place in my life where things had settled more. I was, I was starting up my business again in January of 2020, 2021 as well. And I could start to partner with it. 
But I knew that in that partnership, I needed to follow that initial guidance from my intuition. So I hired a coach to help me write the proposal. And I just sat down diligently every morning for a couple of hours each morning to work on that proposal. And that proposal ended up mapping out a completely different book than it initially was because I had a lot more life to live in between those two years, between 2019 and 2021, or even when the, when the title first came to me in 2016, but between 2016 and 2021, I had a lot more life to live. I had a lot more wisdom to kind of extract from these experiences to be able to write about what I wrote about in the book and to be able to really understand this journey that I had been on and that I was helping other women to to live or to get through in this book. I was able to really see the bigger picture. Coupled with that, in terms of right timing, we all know what happened between 2019 and 2021. We had the pandemic, the global pandemic. And during that time, just on a massive level, people were experiencing heartbreak of all different kinds and just an acceleration of climate change and political divisiveness and just more unrest and more uncertainty in just our day-to-day lives. And so books about heartbreak and grief were, rather than being something more fringe prior to that, they were becoming more and more mainstream. So it was really the right time. So I sat down and wrote the proposal or refined it. And then in the summer of 2021, I started submitting it to agents. In August of that year, I signed on with my top choice agent. So we can again see, you know, when the time is right, things are going to happen. Things are going to flow. I was entering the flow. And my agent and I both agreed that the best place, the right place for this book was Sounds True. And I had known that, I had known that from the start, even I had known that intuitively when I finished my second book, that my next publisher was Sounds True. And so we submitted it to them as an exclusive submission. So didn't, didn't submit it to any, any other publisher, which is not usual. Maybe I should say it's unusual because usually you submit to maybe several publishers, at least a few publishers at once. Because Sounds True really felt like the perfect fit for this book and for me as an author. In September, Sounds True said that they wanted to publish the book and I signed a contract with them. So you can see when the time is right. And I took the aligned actions. I was listening to my inner guidance. It happened. And so then between September and May of this year, I, I wrote the book. I, com- I submitted the final, man- the final manuscript at the end of May. And then this past week, I just finished recording the audiobook. And I didn't, ha- I didn't have an audiobook for my first two books. And it, it also helps that Sounds True has such a strong audio department because they originally started out publishing audiobooks and audio courses and things like that. And with my former publisher, if I were to do an audiobook, I would need to do that on my own. And I had initially actually planned on doing that, but then all of these hardships happened. And that was one of the many projects that I just needed to, to let go of and just say, okay, the time has passed. I don't have the bandwidth to do this. I'm not going to have audiobooks for my first two books. 
but I will have one for my third book. And this book in particular really lends itself to being read out loud. And we scheduled four full days in the studio to do this. And I truly enjoyed the process. And that's one of the reasons why I have a podcast as well. I really enjoy the audio experience. I really enjoy connecting with you all in this way and connecting with my readers in this way. And on the third day of four, and that was this past Monday, from the time that this podcast episode is coming out, we were nearing the final few chapters in the afternoon. And I was really faced with a decision within myself because it's, it's also tiring to, to do these recordings and it can be hard on the voice, hard on my voice, I should say. But we were nearing the final few chapters and I really felt like I was on a roll. And so I could just end there and just come back the next morning and finish it up. Or I was like, do I just finish it now? And it felt like, felt right to just ride the momentum. And I also, I also really wanted to ride that momentum into the conclusion because the conclusion is my favorite part of the book. And many who've read the book so far, they say that they tear up at the end. And, and honestly, when I read it, I, I do too. Normally at this point in the book process, when I'm going through it for the final time, I never want to see any of it again. I am so, so sick of it. And I just, I'm just done with it because I've just been, I've just been through each chapter, each sentence so many times. But with this book, honestly, that, that didn't happen. I didn't have any flavor of being sick of it. And I actually really enjoyed reading, reading through it again. And so it came time to read the conclusion, which is again, my favorite part of the book. And I could really feel my full being in my words. And as I got to the final few sentences, which is where I normally start to tear up a bit, I, I was like, oh no, what's going to happen here? Am I going to get emotional? And the, the man from Sounds True, who was kind of coaching me through the recording, he, in initial discussions, he had said, you know, well, I, I had said to him, you know, this is a really vulnerable book because <laughs> I really share the most vulnerable moments of my life in it and the most vulnerable crevices of my being in it. And I just said, I don't know how it's going to be to read the whole thing out loud with strangers kind of in the other room coaching me through it. And he said, you know, it's actually, you know, we'll work with it. And he said, I actually really enjoy when authors bring some emotion into it. So you'll hear it in my voice. If you listen to the audiobook. you'll hear it in the end. And shortly after that, as I left the studio and the sun was setting, so it was almost five o'clock by that time, I'd been in the studio since 10 a.m., just reading all day. And I just started crying. And as I got back to my car and was starting to drive home, I started crying harder and harder. And rather than going into the house right away, I just parked my car and just straight away went for a walk. I have a, there's a lake with a walking trail around it behind my house that I often walk around. I often do two loops. And as the sun was was setting behind the foothills here, I, I cried the whole way around the lake and twice and 
during that time, something really opened up in me and in my heart. And I really felt like those final words that I spoke in those final few sentences that those were my final stages of completing this book, completing the creation of this book, because I believe that language brings things into being. And it was it was as if I was speaking this book into its full existence. And with those final words, its creation had been complete. And even as I say this right now, I'm getting full body chills. Those words completed the creation process for this incredible being, this book that came to me to partner with it. How many years ago was that now? It's almost almost eight years now. And the tears I, I was feeling were just from all the feelings. And I know what you're I, I know that you know what I'm talking about here. Because really writing about writing writing this book and living all that I did to be able to write it was one of the most sacred experiences of my life. And the living of it was by far and away, the, the, those were the hardest experiences of my life. But the process of writing the book was really one of the, the easiest and most joyful experiences of my life. It flowed, it flowed so effortlessly. And I even finished the book before the deadline. And even just with the recording of the audiobook, recorded it in three days instead of four, there was just so much ease with the whole creative process. And I really felt that kind of that poignancy of having the privacy of my creative process for, for so long, it was just me and this creative being working together. And most of my creations are very public. So I really, really cherish that time when it's just me and this creative being in the process together. But again, speaking those final words, it was like, it was like, that had come to a close. And it was time to send this off into the world and into the next step of its full unfolding that that I I had partnered with it in the way that it needed. And I had fully breathed life into it because these creative beings, they can't do it on their own because they're not incarnate. They come from the realm of spirit and they need us to partner with them to bring them into matter. So I had fulfilled my end of our agreement to help it find its perfect unfolding in this world and to help it to move from spirit into matter. And I'm so grateful that it had chosen me. I'm so grateful that I have the skills and that I had the willingness to write it because it takes a lot, you know, it, it takes a lot of us as human beings to partner with these creative entities, however magical it is. And I was so grateful that this book brought with it the resources and the connections that it needed to come into its full expression. And it helped me to find the right agent. It helped me to work with the perfect publisher and people who could really help to uphold the integrity of the work and to really to really understand what it's about because it's not it's not a conventional book and none of my books are conventional books. So as I'm as I was walking around the lake and crying and just seeing those kind of early winter sunset colors in the sky like light orange and some purple and 
just feeling my heart open, feeling this kind of portal open. I just felt so much gratitude that this book, as it leaves my hands, it's moving into good hands with production and printing and then out into the world. And soon it will be in your hands. And these tears were also awe about the creative process and creativity. I really want to highlight it's the highest expression of being a human being. It's when we are being creative, it's when we are most emulating the divine. And if you just look at this world, I mean, how it's so creative. Look at all the different kinds of animals and insects and foods. I mean, that is, that is pure creative expression. And I was, I was also feeling just so grateful for each of my three books who are, they're all so different and distinct. They were each their own divine beings who came to me and chose me to partner with and that I said yes to. And it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been easy. They have grown and evolved me. And I know that in turn, they've done the same for many thousands of women who've read these books. And so as I was walking out of that studio, and as I was walking around the lake, and just feeling kind of the completion of this phase of my creative contract with this book, because I'm still going to be helping it to come out into the world with the book launch and all of that. But that's a different part of the process. I just feel a deeper trust in the creative process in general, both in the writing of my books and in the creative process that is building and creating and running my business. Because my business is another one of these sacred divine beings who chose me to partner with it. But unlike my books, which is kind of like a shorter contract, divine contract that we have, my business is a much longer one. It's a longer trajectory spanning over many decades. And each of my programs is also one of these divine beings. This podcast is as well. They're not just things that come from my mind. They're things that come from a genuine inspiration. And these are beings that want to partner with me so that we can both grow from it and so that I can help them come into the world And so that in the process, we can bring something really beautiful as a result. And I invite you to consider the creative divine beings that you're partnering with, your own business. Maybe you have a podcast. Maybe you have a book. Maybe you have certain programs that you run. And, you know, we live in such a transactional mechanistic culture. And often business is lumped in that, in that, mode that we don't often think of our businesses or our work projects in this light and this very, very sacred, very profound light. But for me, as I hope you're hearing here, this is a deeply spiritual process and one of the most sacred processes of my life, truly. And this week, this past week, this came forward for me in a more profound way. Because that kind of that opening was so big for me when I was leaving that studio and it dropped me into a deeper state of trust with all that I'm creating, even this podcast episode included. 
So I invite you to ask yourself, what are you partnering with right now in your creative process? And how are you helping that to come into its fullest expression? Because it can't do it on its own. And how is it growing and evolving you in the process? And then through that partnership, how is what you, what you both are bringing forth into the world, how is that serving the world? So I'll leave you with these questions today. And this is a topic that we'll delve into more deeply in January. As we step into a new year together, I have something exciting to share with you in January. Actually, a couple of exciting things that I'll let you know about soon. But I'll see you here once more next week before we close for our annual holiday break. I always close for two weeks over the holidays. But above all, I really urge you to keep creating from your depths, to keep trusting what you're creating, and to keep delving deeper below the surface to more fully source yourself as you bring these creations, these divine beings more fully into the world. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. One step you can take if you haven't already is to sign up for my free mini course, Three Lies Holding Successful Women Back That Keep You Overwhelmed, Stuck, and Doubting Yourself, and How to Break Free So You Can Embody Your Potential Starting Now. You can find that over at my website, sarahavonstover.com. That's my full name, sarahavonstover.com. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world. Also, I'd be very grateful if you leave a review. It helps others find resources like this. And I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.